I just think right now, women, especially in business, this is the year of women. I just know that. Life begins at 150 grand a year. Life gets better at 250, and life gets real good at 500. Nobody can tell me differently on it. When you start teaching something, I feel like that's when you start to master the actual art of it. You and I, when we publish a book, we can go toe-to-toe with any of the New York trade publishers, any of the big-time authors, and we get to compete in that marketplace and then let the market decide whether our stuff is good. People forget sometimes as an entrepreneur, the whole damn point of entrepreneurship is to make money. And now here is The Win with your hostess, serial entrepreneur, marketeer, and chief sexy boss. Heather Havenwood. Have you ever wanted to stop the nine to five grind and start your own company? Do you want to have more control of your income and your time? Then now is that moment to start and grow a successful business. As a female entrepreneur, I have succeeded. I have bit the dust. I have bounced back to growth and prosperity. But this would not have been possible without first taking the leap and owning my own business. But I didn't do it alone. I hired my first business coach 13 years ago. And now I help small businesses, solo practitioners, and professionals double their income and triple their time off. So let me help you too. My gift to you today is a free one-on-one strategy session. So go to coachwithheather.com, coachwithheather.com. And let me help you double your income and triple your time off. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Win with Heather Havenwood. And this is a place where for premier entrepreneurs to really actually get access to how to make it as an entrepreneur entrepreneur in today's world. So today we have someone kind of interesting. I say kind of because that's... uh, a short, that's not as true. Very interesting. But Bert Martinez is a marketing Jedi. Just right there. That's all I have to say. That's that's pretty awesome. Um, he also helps companies discover their marketing problems that have stalled their business growth and helps them uncover lost and hidden opportunities that could be worth millions. He's got a knack for laying down growth strategies for businesses in a single conversation and helping his clients execute. Bert's clients include this little company called Google, this tiny company called the U.S. Air Force and CBS, as well as Hollywood celebrities, consultants, best-selling authors, and over 2,000 businesses in over 32 countries. Bert's skills and abilities have been featured in almost every national media outlet in the U.S. And he's also the founder of Money for Lunch, which is always on. So, Bert... Welcome to the program. Hey, thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be, you know, kind of interesting. <laughs> You're kind of, in, I mean, marketing Jenna, I mean, that's kind of a boring name. I'm kidding. That's really, I love that. Uh, I'm totally kidding. Giving you a hard time. I've already had an interview with uh, Bert, so I feel like I can kind of punch him a little bit. And he's totally <laughs> fine with that. So I, right when we were in the green room there, you said something right. really interesting. I said, uh, yeah, of course, you're the founder of Money for Lunch. And then you said something really interesting that you bought it from something, someone. Can you tell I, us I bought story? it from, Yeah, so I bought it from CBS. So uh, the, the whole story, the way I ended up working for CBS, mm-hmm. it was a very interesting story. Because first of all, they hired me uh, specifically to do sales training mm. uh, for one of their uh, franchises, one of their offices. And then from there, it evolved into me uh, doing a couple of uh, guest appearances. And then from there, it evolved to me uh, being involved with one of their shows called Money for Lunch. Mm -hmm. And 
they had come in as radio stations do and, and they said, hey, we're changing everything and we're just going to get rid of all these shows. I said, well, what about money for lunch? And they said, yeah, no, we're going to cancel that. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll have you do something else. I said, no, I want to buy it. And so, you know, we ended up uh, making a deal. I ended up buying it from CBS and and then, you know, <laughs> human nature. I got the show. Now what? And so, it, it, you know, now that I bought the show, what do I do with it, that? <laughs> what do I do with it? And I didn't do anything with it for like almost two years. Mm. And and then I ended up launching it uh, on this, you know, on, on multiple internet platforms. And it was it's kind of weird. Uh, I'm always amazed how pride, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, messes us up. Human, our, our human ego, and so. Because it was on CBS, a terrestrial channel and, right. and, and this, you know, whatever, man, launching it on the Internet seemed like a step down. And what are people going to say? And blah, blah, blah. And and I thought, you know what, that that's obviously the wrong thing. I mean, if I was coaching my clients, I'd say, you know, what do you what do you care about other people? You know, just do it. So I took my own advice, pulled the trigger and. You know, we've been we've been on the air for over five years. It's been a lot of fun, and 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 I, I yeah, it's pretty interesting. So I I think that's well. First of all, let's talk about the psychology of that because I understand. I actually did an interview yesterday, and the gentleman he was so amazing. His name is Will, and he has a radio station. Uh, well, he's a, he's on a radio, and then it's really a podcast. And he said to me on air, he said, you know, when people ask me what I do, and I say. I say podcast. I feel like when I say podcast, it's like a, it's like a lower level, you know. And I said, no, right. no, 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 no. It's flipping. It's flipping. You see all the big names: CNN, Fox News, whoever, MSNBC. They're all moving to podcasting. I mean, if yes. you look at like BuzzFeed, I mean, that small little tiny website called BuzzFeed. I mean, come Ooh, on, it's huge. Right. Technically, it's a blog. Yeah, that's I mean, all it is. Right, that's all it is. This is. It has no digital. It has no physical format. It has no TV to it. But it's huge, and the guy's loaded. He's made a lot of money from that thing. And technically, it's a blog, right? Yep. But I think it's the mindset. I think everything's moving towards. They have to go both cable or whatever the terrestrial, and they have to have that other piece. They have to to survive, really. Yes. So I think now it's flipped. I think you're right. A couple of years ago, it's like podcast, but now it's like. Psh, Podcast is the future of where we're at. And then we call, I call it live casting, which is Facebook living, living yes. terminology. You and I did one called be live. So yep. tell us what it, it coming from terrestrial working for them. And then five years growth. What do you see going on right now in that particular medium? Well, and I agree with what you said. It, it is on fire. Yeah. I think that first of all, the, the amazing thing is the power has been sucked away from the majors, right? So the CBS, the NBCs, mm-hmm. uh, the the big boys no longer have the power. And we see people like a BuzzFeed or you look at these YouTubers. I mean, there's some YouTubers who have millions of followers and some of them are business, some of them are funny, some of them are makeup, some of them are fitness. I mean, it's just phenomenal numbers. Mm-hmm. And so what I see happening is, first of all, podcasting is here. And if you're not podcasting for your business, your book, your platform, you're losing out. It's such a powerful tool, number one. Number two, video is here. Live streaming is here. People are engaged with that. And what what's amazing, Heather, is that people are tuning in and more and more people are getting away from TV. Uh, I was um, 
uh, at the airport yesterday. Yeah. We were in the in, in the what do you call it the lounge there, mm -hmm. and the discussion in the lounge with it was three or four guys that we nobody knew each other. Somehow the conversation geared towards none of none of us had traditional TV. We all had Netflix and we all had Amazon. A couple of people had Hulu. Uh, but this on demand, this ability to say, I want to go and check out what Heather's doing right now. Yeah. I'm going to go to her YouTube channel. And then we talked about the fact that everybody here watches uh, a certain amount of YouTube content via their TV. Mm -hmm. And so YouTube has now replaced, uh, you know, television in, 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 in so many ways. Yeah, I know it completely has. And, um, you know, I. I'm embarrassed to say I still have cable. <laughs> I feel so unmillennial, like shh, grandma. Um, I, there's a few channels I'm like, but I just don't want to get rid of, you know. So I'm, yeah. I'm trying to figure that. As soon as I find out there, I could go somewhere else and find them. I'm like, I'm kind of a political junkie sometimes, and so I want to watch my like, you know, CNN and Fox News. I want to like, I want to know what's happening right now. So yeah. that's my only vice. But it cost me. I just looked at my bill last night. It's two hundred and twenty-two dollars to get Fox News and CNN. I'm like, come on, um, it's nuts. So I, I, I'm like ready to cut the cord, but I haven't yet. So I'm, a, I'm still addicted. To sure, that. but now you know what? There's something interesting because you like those two brands. Yeah. You're willing to pay two hundred dollars for it. So what does that say? That means that people, if they really like your content, not, they'll pay you. Yeah. They'll go out of the way to go find you. Yeah. So they'll go to a YouTube. They'll go to a podcast. They'll go to the bookstore. They'll go to a Kindle. They'll do. But you got to have the content out there. And I think that but you make a very clear point that if people like your content, they will pay. They will be inconvenienced yeah. for it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a lot of money for just to get fun. But I agree with that. And it's interesting. And this is, this is, we didn't know what we we're going to talk about today. And what I love about my podcast is a flowy, it's a flowy thing. Right. So feel free. There's something specific. You just want to like, I got to get this in here. But I do want to say one thing that I found really interesting. You coming from terrestrial TV radio, you've had, I'd never had an experience with that. I've never like worked for any of that, you know, and I find something that's really interesting that just happened the last year where I watched like some, this is an interesting little stat. The top, just okay. Humor me for a second. Who do you think the top person in TV, not movies, but TV, the highest paid person on TV right now? It can't be Oprah. She's no longer on TV. Uh, on TV, yeah. TV, like we're talking. It has to be talk. Yeah. Well, no, it's talking. just TV, so it could be any news, uh, late I night. Would say, it could be any of that. Okay, so I mean. You mentioned Fox News. Uh, Bill O'Reilly used to have the top spot for many yep. years. Huge amount of viewers. Uh, I'm trying to think who else might uh, might do that. So like Jimmy uh, Kimmel. So the top 20. I look at the top 20, right? Jimmy Bill, okay. Bill O'Reilly is definitely up there, which makes sense. Jimmy Kimmel's up there late night. That makes sense, right? Jimmy Ellen, Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Sorry. Sorry. Jimmy Fallon's up there. Ellen is up there, right? Uh, people like Anderson Cooper, right? Either he's a CNN guy but you know who number one was which which tells you a lot by the way when i say it, you're gonna be like what and i mean like not by a little not like by a million i'm talking like 10 or 20 million difference it's judge judy 125 million dollars a year that little grandma makes yeah baby i'm serious and i'm like what it's middle of the day it's noon okay right um which 
who's watching that? <laughs> I don't even know. People in the hospital, like, who's watching that? And uh, I thought it was Ellen for sure or some, like, top, right. you know, CNN contributor or something like that or host. And, yeah, it's Judge Judy. And that tells me a lot. It's Here's what I, the point of it. It's still entertainment. We live, still is. love to see drama. We still want to have that entertainment value. And it's and it's a, and it's an interesting kind of entertainment too because it's not like you look at Ellen DeGeneres, she's entertaining, very uplifting, yes. very bubbly. Judge Judy is a crotchety old lady. <laughs> I mean, it's like you know, she and, yells and, at and, people and, it, and tells yeah, us millennials yeah. hey, what to do. You know, like, get out of my courtroom! It's like really hundred. But you know what? Now I tell you what, it kind of makes sense. And let me tell you now when I start thinking about it. Yeah. If you remember, speaking of Oprah. There was a time when Oprah and uh, who was that guy? Jerry Springer. Uh, is it Jerry Springer? Jerry Springer and, and Maury Povich oh, yeah. all were doing that kind of tabloid, trashy, drama-driven yeah. show, right? Mm-hmm. Those are all gone yeah. except for Dr. Phil still does it. Mm-hmm. And Judge Judy is kind of – I put Judge Judy in that same bag. She's not doing uplifting stuff. She's dealing with a bunch of that – you know, junk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and so I think that maybe that's why she picked up more viewers because yeah, it's kind of interesting. And you know, it's funny. Uh-huh. Dr. Phil's not even in the top 20, not even there. Bill. Wow. O- yeah. And Bill, if you ever watched Bill O'Reilly, if y'all never watched him, he's a grouchy old man too. If you watch his stuff, he's like, rah, 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 rah. he's a grouchy old dude. Right. And yeah. I like him. I like him. He's a grouchy old dude. I kind of get it. it. Reminds me of uh, people in my life. So I kind of like him. Right. But if you look at that grouchy old dude making, I think he was like at least top 10. And then top was Judge Judy, the grandma. She's like 70 something. That girl rocks it. You got to give her I'm cred. I'm blown away. I'm blown away by that. When you told me that, I mean, it's like, yeah. would not even have entered my radar. 2016 stats. Yep. You can look it up. It's interesting. Yeah. I, the reason I only saw it is because uh, Megan Kelly was leaving Fox News and it was a big controversy of like, what was she doing? She's going to MSNBC and she's going to, our embassy is going to make 20 million. I'm like, well, is that high? Is that low? I mean, for me, it's high, but is that high in the industry? And it Especially was, yeah, it's really high in Megan the industry. Kelly. She's top 20. It's actually going to be in top 20. And so they had the whole stats, like who's everyone. And I'm like, Judge Judy? <laughs> I don't but it still now, tells you people want entertainment, you know, yes. and they want, that's why I tell people, yes, there's an interview concept. It's like, I'm interviewing you for, for information, but at the end of the day, people want to be what information and they want entertainment. It's an yes. entertainment medium, podcasting, TV. And, but it doesn't look, I'm, I'm not that funny. I'm not funny. I'm not a funny girl. I'm just not, I'm, I don't know how to do a joke, save my life, but, uh, you know, I could poke at people. I could do that. You know, I can make fun of people. I could do that, you know, and I can like give people a hard time. Uh, so, I mean, tell, where do you think the future is in general with money for lunch? Where are you headed with that? And why, you know, what's like, what's that whole concept? Cause this is about you today. Sure. Okay. So what I see happening with money for lunch is more and more video and eventually we'll have uh, a daily video show as well as the podcasting aspect of it. And eventually I want to merge the two so I don't have to do two different shows. Yeah. I'm I'm negotiating right now some space Mm -hmm. and seeing how um, uh, we're going to go about getting it sponsored. Uh, Because of the success of Money for Lunch, I'm afforded, um, I I don't want to say like easy access to sponsorship, but I do get sponsors and, and, and so that makes it a lot more fun Yeah. when a Geico is willing to write you a check. We're, we're in, in negotiations right now with Uber 
uh, to do a, a show with them. Mm. And, and that would be exciting. Um, and specifically in the Phoenix area, this is like the way things sometimes work out. So I've been, uh, we've been wanting to do something and, and all of a sudden Uber comes into Phoenix with driverless cars. And I thought there, you know, that's the thing. So do a show in the back of an Uber that's driverless. It's, it's a win-win for me. I get a sponsor. It's a win-win for them because they get to show off how safe and fun their cars are with no driver. <laughs> so scary. we're in negotiation with that. So that's a lot of fun. So uh, ultimately, uh, I see expanding the money for lunch. Uh, I would uh, like to uh, do uh, many, maybe a money for lunch sports. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason for it, just to let everybody know, if, if you're one of the few people who aren't aware of Money for Lunch and not listening to it. Well, go there now. Moneyforlunch.com. 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 <laughs> is that, you know, uh, when I originally started Money for Lunch, I wanted to interview leaders. And, and, and when I say leaders, uh, you know, celebrities in all walks of life, not just about money and career and business as the, the show kind of has that, uh, you know, alludes to. Mm-hmm. But – you know, I've been I've been uh, fortunate enough to interview people from uh, medicine, from fitness, from uh, Hollywood, and it allows me to see this this universal mindset that all these whatever you want to call them achievers have, yeah. all these uh, very successful people have, and now I want to you know start going into sports. Why? Because I think sports carries a lot of viewers. I'm just going to be real transparent viewer. You know, it's viewers, it's listeners, they're iconic. Uh, and business people tend to like sports. Uh, and, and so it lends itself really well. So I'm going to be doing more sports oriented, uh, interviews. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I say sports, I mean, again, sport leaders, I, I really am kind of, uh, uh, a uh, sports illiterate. I mean, you know, one sports ball, gold unit, you know. I, I, well, you Tony know. Romo just left the NFL and he's open to uh, being the broadcasting. So he, you go pick him up. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Tony, um, I got this gig for you, exactly. man. Exactly. Tony, money for lunch, dude. Money, money for, for lunch. lunch. Um, yeah, I just I just literally just read that like a week ago that Tony Romo is no longer going to be in. I, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, so I'm all excited because I love you, Tony, but you didn't do so well last year. So I'm like, get you out. Let's go. Let's go, buddy. Let's go. Broadcasting. That's perfect for you. You're a pretty face. You're a pretty face. So, um, yeah, I think it's really interesting that you're saying that. So money for lunch, the vision is really adding different elements. And what's really cool right now, we're in this different, we're yes. I mean, people always say the internet's old. I don't think the internet's old. That's so weird to even say that we're still in the baby phase of move. We're really in that phase of the moving from cable to online. And we start to get our, information our news what's happening not from the tv if that makes sense we're getting it from other locations um that is really people go well that's been going on for a while not really i mean no not not to the level that you see now i mean no right now uh you know to 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 give give kind of clue everybody in yeah TV stations are losing billions of dollars in revenue because they're losing all those viewers. They're trying to find those viewers and and see what they've done. So ABC, CBS, NBC all have an app um, and you can download their app and and watch their stuff on demand. Right. 
Right. And so because they, they, they said, oh, hey, you know, where are they going? Oh, they're going to the on demand. Let's go there. We got to right. go there. Um, and, and so they're starting to plug up the holes uh, and people are still um, not sure what this means. They're not sure, you know, how to captivate how to it. Also, right. I agree with you. We're still in the infancy. Right. And there's a big monkey wrench. And that is you people like you and I who have the ability to broadcast live at any given moment now, yeah. we can go live and bam. I mean, the studios have no control over that. Nope. You can take somebody who may not ever make it, quote, in broadcast because they don't look the part that right. broadcasts want. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you, they bring the viewers. A, a perfect example, I don't know if you know this uh, gentleman named C. Uh, C.J. Fletcher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nope. Who's that? C.J. Fletcher. Massive YouTuber. Uh, guy was homeless. I interviewed him uh, a couple of years ago. So the guy was homeless and and he uh, I forgot. But bottom line, he was homeless, living on the street, yeah. really having dry, dire straits. Yeah. Uh, and the only thing he had going for him is that he had a gym membership and he kept that going. And so the guy would never make it in broadcasting. He's F this and F that every other word. <laughs> right. But he's got, he's got this massive following. I think he's like a couple of million YouTube, uh, YouTube subscribers. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and so I was in an, uh, him and I were in an event and the line to see him Wow. was huge. Was, was like three hours long. Oh my God. Three hours long. And being the, being the shrewd individual that I am, you know, <laughs> I got to, I got to know CJ in the green room. So when I saw this massive freaking line, I just cut to the line and, you know, Hey CJ. And, and we did a quick uh, uh, impromptu right. uh, video and everybody loves CJ. And I, you know, I got the, you know, uh, I said, Hey, let's, let's give it up for CJ. And we got everybody clapping and blah, blah, blah. And so, uh, um, what do you call it? It was a lot of fun, but, but, but I was just blown away that this guy who virtually is unheard of mm -hmm. by mainstream media has three hour wait to get his autograph, take a picture, deal. shake his hand. That puts a lot of yeah. Quote, it does. Real celebrity I went to, to the Arnold in Ohio, which was over 200,000 uh, yes. people and over 20,000 athletes. And they had what I call, I guess, you know, meet the athletes yes. thing. And I've never been. So I'm like, duh, 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 and I go in there and I'm like, what? Let's uh, just these lines and lines of people to meet these, you know, IPB pros, wrestlers, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, holy cow. Now, the media person in me is like, do they have a YouTube channel? And a lot of them don't. Like they just have Ooh. their thing that they do. And then they're they're over there like begging for sponsors. I'm like, what are you doing, man? You should be doing like freaking video after video after video. You should be videoing this line that's waiting for you. Why don't you have a book? A lot of people don't have they just they were taking pictures. I'm like, well, y'all all should have a book. <laughs> yeah. Where's the deal? Yeah. So in my head, I'm like, I need to be selling to these guys. You guys needed some help. So and I mean and it was phenomenal seeing them on stage. I mean, these guys spend their life getting to the level of an athlete that's just profound. You know, they don't spend two years or four years. They spend like 20 
you know, so yes. it's a pretty interesting thing. And I saw how much the um, one I saw how much Arnold Schwarzenegger is making. <laughs> that thing is massive. I had no clue how big that I think takes over the entire city. Okay, yes. and the guys loaded, and it was funny. Was that weekend? The weekend it was a huge weekend. I'm in the middle of the Arnold, and I get this like message, like a tweet or some kind of you know news message, and it says um, Arnold Schwarzenegger quits The Apprentice or something like yes. that. And yes. then of course Trump came out like, "No, we fired him," or something. You know, there was this little hashtag, and I'm laughing because it literally came out on a Saturday while I'm in the middle of this two hundred thousand person conference, and I'm like. I'm pretty sure Arnold's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? There's and, money and, everywhere. It's just like pewing uh, money. And he's got like four of these international worldwide, worldwide, which I, five? Five or six. Is it five? It's unbelievable. Five, five internationally and what? yeah, so six total. Yeah, I sorry. mean, that, I had no idea. And the guy, yeah. and of course, Arnold comes through in his little golf cart and people are like, Arnold, Arnold, you know, like. They're kissing to the king. You can barely get yes. through, you know. And uh, that was the day when I saw him on the golf cart, like passing, that I got this little message that he had left the apprentice. And I'm thinking, he, 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 he doesn't need the apprentice. He's fine. No, no. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. It, it, you know what? And, and but talk uh, about a medium. Mm. Uh, Arnold is, uh, I think, very unique in the mm. sense that he has. You know, he's got this massive event company that nobody knows about. Right. Because I, I, it's, it's, it's like this under the radar thing. But be, so you put that one aside. He's got three iconic careers that people do know about. So he's got the bodybuilder. He's got the acting and he's got the politics. People don't know him as the businessman or the event promoter. Uh, and, and so it's amazing what he's done. And so uh, I'm a big fan of Arnold because him and I both came to this country from, from different places. Mm -hmm. uh, we both had to learn English. Um, you know, I always like to joke with him and say, Hey, we are so, we have so much in common. You came with this country with no money. I came to this country with no money. Of course I was a two year old, mm. you know, and, and, uh, so, but it, it's just, uh, or I might've been five, but uh, I'm trying to think his 70th birthday is coming up and I'm great. 55, he's 70. So yeah, so we're 15 years apart. But anyway, the guy gets crap done. And here's the thing that people don't understand. And, and, and is that when he was the number one bodybuilder in the world, he made no money from that. It was a losing proposition. It would cost him three or $4,000 a year. And, and if he won the Mr. Olympia, he'd get a thousand or $1,500. Now, how many people are going to be the very best at something and not get paid for it? That's how they are now. I mean, the guys are not making a lot of money and it costs them more than that now with ever with sometimes, I mean, my boyfriend's talking about this, that sometimes it costs the, I'm talking to the players. I'm talking like the elite. Right. It could, it could $50,000 a year in training. Okay. And yeah. then you're dealing yeah. with, you don't make any money. Like they're like, congratulations, no prize. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. what? You know, it's all about them. Then they have to learn how to promote themselves and be a promoter. And then that's all they go. But Arnold was smart enough to see there was this whole other world. And has luck happened when I was in, when I was there. We're sitting at this breakfast place, a random breakfast place. And we had these guys ne next to us. And you can tell they're old, 
what I call old school bodybuilders. You know what I mean? Like they've been right. around, right? Like the old school bodybuilders. But they're in their sixties or seventies. Looks great, by the way. And we're like, who are you? What are you? You know, we're kind of like just asking them questions. Found out they're a supplement company. They're owners of a company, supplements company, a lot of companies. Anyways, they said, well, we were uh, we've known Arnold since the beginning. We were here the very first Arnold. They, what they say, like nineteen seventy something or eight, some ridiculous. Yes. And he goes, actually, what happened is he did the Arnold. There was only so many people here, and it, the first day he said, hey guys, you want to like put a table up and put like a little boothy thing up and they go well sure they go well why don't you he goes well can we do it next to the men's bathroom because they go in and out and we're we're kind of selling to the men he goes okay i think he gave they said we gave him like 200 bucks for the table or something and i'm like you're kidding me he's like no and i we've been going to the arnold now ever since they actually said just the last two years they pulled out because booths now are around 80 grand yeah. Well, and, and, and so the booth that I think the guys that you were talking to, uh, yeah, because now the booths oh. are crazy expensive. And so you saw some of these elaborate booths. You could see why they're 80 grand. Oh, my God. They weren't a booth. They're, they're, they're like, like a block. Big. They're like a block. There are a whole block. Yeah. Some had trampolines. Somehow. I mean, it was some had obstacle courses. It was it was literally you walked in. I remember Donna, we walked into this huge conference center that went miles. You just couldn't see the end of it. And I said, did we just walk into the circus? What the yeah. hell is this? Like it's loud and there's all this stuff going on. And the, the booth, the booth is literally an entire block long. And you're just like, what? And then, and then they're not even selling you. They're just giving away their stuff. So you walk in with bags and you're just like, yes. oh, thanks for all your stuff and paying 80 grand. And now you just gave me a bunch of free stuff. That literally is the Arnold. And you're like, this is, this is nuts, you know, yeah. but guys. And, 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 and I'm glad you mentioned the free stuff. So yeah, everybody's out there giving a bunch of free stuff. Yeah. Why do they do that? Especially after they paid 10, 20, 30, a hundred grand to be there. Right. And so a lot of people, the unsophisticated, the un, uh, the uh, uh, what do you call it, the people who don't know what they're doing are probably going, I wouldn't give away free stuff after I paid that much money to be there. You're missing the point mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because you have such a limited time to capture their attention. You got to get something in their hands. And let me tell you, a lot of the free stuff leads to 100, 200, 300, $500 sales. There was people who, after they got the free stuff, went back. And they were leaving with truckloads of stuff. Right, right. And um, I don't know if you remember, it, 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 there were so many big booths. But anyway, this one's called Quest Nutrition. Mm -hmm. They're one of those guys who pay 50 or 80 grand to be there. And, and he's literally, you, and you probably saw this, there, there's probably 20 people giving away free stuff, right? And, and so he's got a staff of 20. That's costing him money. And they're all giving hundreds of dollars of food away. Uh, he still made money on that weekend and and we did an interview right there talking about you're giving all this free stuff away and so i'm going to put that on youtube yeah uh, this i'd love week. to see but that mm -hmm. it, and so it's you know you have to do something mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. interrupt the pattern you got to get it in there because the hope is somebody tries your free stuff and they go wow this is good right i like it i'm gonna buy it yep you know, and so if you go to if you go to your website, you have something that people can try out for free. You know, it's a free sample, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, and, you, and so they opt in. You give them something for free and they're going to go, wow, I like Heather. I'm going to come back for more. Yeah. And maybe they're going to subscribe to your YouTube channel. They're going to pick up your podcast. All of a sudden they become part of your your tribe 
because they got something for free. They got to know you mm -hmm. with no risk. And let me tell you, it's all about the trust. If they know, like, and trust you, man, mm. there's no price on that. There is a, so I have to add though, by the way, if you're listening, so imagine there's this huge block with just, it's just the entire booth. And he says 20 people. Let me add to that. The 20 people are smoking hot women that I'm like. Most of them. Most, most of them. There were some smoking hot guys. Oh, then you have the guys, but there's usually yeah. just the mainly women, and then they throw yes. in what I call the um, the cute boys, <laughs> and they're like walking around with no shirt on, and they're like, yeah. "Hey!" And the girls are walking around with barely a shirt on, a and shirt you're on. like, "Yeah, barely pants on." Right, barely pants on. They're all smoking on. They're all tanned out. You're just like, "How do they get this many good-looking people in Ohio?" <laughs> uh, I could. The answer is they import them in. <laughs> Because let me tell you, yeah, there are not from, that many good-looking right. people in Ohio. They're, not to be offensive to the good people in Ohio, yes, but let me tell yes. you, in the it, this happens the first week of March. Uh, there's not enough tanning beds <laughs> to make all those people tan. That's what I mean by that. So they have to import them in from other cities and even countries. Exactly. It's ridiculous. It, it, it's, it is. I'm like, there's just so many hot, smoking people I've seen in one place in my life. It was I mean, awesome. It, and they're like importing them from LA and Arizona yes. and San Diego yeah. and all over the country. That's very true. So guys, you can just go just for that. Um, and the girls, there's some smoking hot ones there for you too. I promise you. Uh, but it was a, to me because I'm an, I came from, I came from the event business. I mean, I did 450 events in like a seven, eight year period. So for me, looking at the logistics of this thing was just like, holy crap. I mean, it was intense. And they said that the average Olympic, when they, the uh, Olympic, whatever, Olympic, tri, you know, Olympic, whatever, Olympic, the Olympics, Olympics yeah, the Olympic yeah, the event, Olympics, yeah. there's around 10,000 athletes, right. right? In the Arnold, in the same, in three day time frame, there's over 20,000 athletes. Yeah. And then triple the amount of uh, venues, basically. Yes. It's, it truly is insane. And the other thing was interesting is you hear different languages. People are over them from yes. all over the world. Brazil. I heard, I mean, I was talking to people from all over the freaking world. Iceland. It was nuts. And, and at the same time, I had no idea. And, and here's the thing. When people talk about Arnold, they don't talk about that. They no. don't even mention it. It doesn't even come up on their radar. It doesn't. And this has been going on for Please. over 30 years. Uh -huh. And people like it's, every day yeah. I talk to people and they go like, no, I've, I've never even heard of that. And it's, I, it's, it's amazing. And it just goes to show you the amount of incredible. stuff out there, not just about Arnold, but there's so much that me and you and everybody else were not aware of you. And you, and you said something else that Arnold was aware of the bigger picture. And that's what I'm saying is a lot of us are not aware of the bigger picture. We see our business in this little tiny box. Yeah. And the, yeah. The Island and our little Island yeah. of our head. Yeah. And then if, if all of a sudden you were around other people, you could start expanding that. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I, I happen to know, uh, Arnold and I happen to know Jim Lormer, who's his partner for, uh, this event. And so I've gotten the back story of how they hodgepodged it together and it grew organically and, and how, you know, the first couple of two or three years, there was barely anybody there. But, you know, again, you fast forward 30 years later and it looks like, wow, this is very successful. It is. But it wasn't at first. Right. And it started as a bodybuilding. Didn't it start as a bodybuilding show first, just strictly? Yes. And then yeah. now so, it's 
I don't even know what to describe it as now. It, it's just now a it's the uh, the largest fitness festival in the world. It's bigger than the Olympics. And so so Jim Lormer, the, the whole deal was mm-hmm. uh, What's the story is that the Jim Lormer uh, had brought Arnold uh, there to the Mr. World or the Mr. Universe that he was he was a he was an event promoter and he was licensed and, uh, for for that uh, sanctioned event. They flew Arnold in and Arnold tells this great story because he's Arnold uh, tells Jim, hey, I'd like to help you out, but I'm, I'm going to be in Europe. I, I land in New York like at uh, midnight. There are no flights available. Uh, this is back in the 70s. There right. are no flights available uh, until like the next day. There's no way I can make it there to uh, Columbus, Ohio. And even today, getting a, a direct nonstop flight to Columbus, Ohio is a little tricky. Uh, back then, it probably was impossible. And so Jim Lorimer says, if you can get to New York, I will have a private jet waiting for you. Wow. That was back in the 70s when a private, you know, when it was like, you know, a really big deal. And so Arnold talks about that was the first time that he, that he had ever flown in a private jet. And it's him and Frank Zane and Dave Draper. And they're all in this, you know, and Franco and, the, and, the, and they go out there. And he says the thing that blew him away is that typical bodybuilding events we're always late. We're always disorganized. Right. So here's a plane waiting for them, and it's actually there. And then he, and then we land in Columbus, and yeah. there's actually people there to greet us and pick us up. And then the next day, the show ran on time, and things started on time and stopped on time. And so, you know, Arnold tells Jim, hey, I want to be your partner. When I retire, I want to come back and be your partner. And Jim tells the story of, yeah, you know, this is a kid telling me he wants to be my partner. And, and that's great, but he's just a kid. And and uh, he says, sure, Arnold, whatever. And then, of course, Arnold goes into the movies and whatever. And, and But he did come back and say, I'm ready to be your partner. And and they put it together. And so wow, it's, it's an amazing thing. And this goes back to one of the lessons here is this is one of the payoffs for doing something really well. Jim Lormer was the very most organized person that Arnold had ever seen in this industry. It stuck out with him and he said, yep, I want to team up with this guy. Mm. And that's why it's in Columbus, Ohio, because that's where the license was at and they just left it there. Oh, that I was always wondering why did they leave it there? But uh, they, they have created literally an entire conference center for them. Yes. That is I mean, how amazing it is. And if you think about it, when I was there, it was February, right? Late February, early March. It was freezing. Right. Freezing. It was a very cold. It's freezing. Uh, it's freezing. The weather's horrible. It was cold. <laughs> it's cold. It's hard to get to. And we're all going, why are we in Ohio? Why can't they do this in San Diego or Arizona? I mean, come on. But I didn't know there was a license. So that's an interesting. I didn't know that. That's why they well now license. now and here's what's interesting. So uh, they don't need the license anymore because you know it's 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 a big event. They could put it in. They probably could put it any place they want to now. However, they chose to stay there out of loyalty. Yeah, They're very loyal. Sure. Uh, the city bends bends over oh, backwards. Oh, they do. They bend over backwards. Uh, the governor of uh, Kasich. Uh, yeah, Kasich. John Kasich uh, uh, supports this. Uh, the mayor. Typically, the the mayor will come out, and, and so um, on. You know, so Sunday, uh, here I am, and, and 
I, it's, it's, I don't want to make it sound like an intimate thing, but there, there's probably about 30, maybe 40 people mm -hmm. and we're all having lunch together and it's Arnold and Jim and the mayor and uh, Kasich did not attend this one, but uh, he was at another function on a Friday. Uh, but there's people there from the city, mm -hmm. uh, from the government, from, um, uh, you know, some of the big sponsors and, and things of that nature. We're all there and we're all eating together and having fun and stuff like that. And and it's so big mm -hmm. that if these guys were to say, hey, we're moving it someplace else, Columbus would file bankruptcy. That's just my Yeah, it, my it really does. People have been never backwards. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I had a really good time, but it was it what was the most impressive piece to me as an event coordinator myself was seeing the massiveness and how everything was on time. Yes. It was on spot, man. No matter what venue you went to, that thing was on spot. And in the world of events, it's much less it's really hard to I call when I when I when I deal with events and I deal with speakers and authors, I call them herding cats. It's like Yes. Hurting cats. Athletes yes. are kind of the same. They're not, they're pretty, they're pretty good at like, they got to be there a certain time they know, but speakers are the worst. Like you need to be there at 10. And it's like, cause they know they won't get there till 1030. So <laughs> it's like hurting little kitty cats. Come on, let's go. Come on. So, um, yeah, I think it's pretty impressive. So I just want to wrap it up real quick. And, and I want to, you know, for you to share how you work with people and if they're like, wow, well, they want to work with you. You know, what is that? How can they get a hold of you? And how can they, you know, just go see your stuff? Sure, sure. So uh, my my website, Bert uh, Martinez, Bert Martinez, B-E-R-T Martinez uh, dot com is the place where you get all of my information. It's currently being revamped. So depending on when you go, it uh, may be uh, in flux there. Uh, so if you need help with marketing, I can help you. If you need help with publicity or credibility, I can help you. I work with a lot of doctors, attorneys. Um, CEOs, small business people. I help them get on Wikipedia. I help them uh, become the most trusted lawyer or the most trusted doctor, mm -hmm. uh, most trusted CEO. I help the, uh, you know, uh, just, um, you know, uh, would call that. I work with, uh, you know, uh, some, a lot of, I work with a lot, 99% of the people I work with are small businesses, but I, but I, I'm also, uh, uh, what do you call it? I have the muscle, if you will, the experience to work with a big business like a Google. Uh, you know, I met with uh, Schwarzenegger and his people yesterday and we're putting a documentary together. Uh, so I'm excited about that project. And depending on what it is you want to do for your business, I can help you. Mm. And and that's basically it. So if you just want, you know, get on the phone and talk, I'll be glad to give you some free pointers, put you in the right direction. And, and in most cases, I can help you with a quick conversation. And in other cases, it takes a couple of conversations. Awesome. Okay, great. Well, awesome. Go check out, check out Bert at BertMartinez.com as well as MoneyForLunch.com. Lunch. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here, Bert, on the win. And I love the conversation about the Arnold because you talk about a company that you can really look at for a case study. Yes. Power, really powerful. That needs to be in every single university setting talking about that but it's not it's not it's coca-cola or some stupid thing is it so um sorry no problem coca-cola just sponsored it that's why they're there <laughs> probably <laughs> all right thank you so much this is the win with heather havenwood are you frustrated by the weight you can't lose one 
sneaky ingredient goes by 61 different names and isn't required on food labels, but it could be causing those stubborn pounds to stay stuck. That extra weight is not your fault. A new report, The Hidden Culprit Sabotaging Your Weight Loss, is available now at heathercleanliver.com, reveals this ingredient and how it's preventing you from losing weight. If you're struggling and you want to break free from dieting misery, visit heathercleanliver.com right away and get your free report. It's an eye-opener. What you don't know could be hurting you. The extra weight is not your fault. Visit heathercleanliver.com. Thank you for listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Interested in coaching with Heather? Go to heatherhavenwood.com and sign up for a business discovery consultation. Here is your free gift for listening. Get three audio chapters of Heather's book, Sexy Boss, How Women Empowerment is Changing the Rulebook, when you text the word sexy to 7200. Again, text the word sexy, that is S-E-X-Y, to 7200, and receive your three audiobook chapters. Number is good only in North America. This is a sexy boss rap. This podcast is a copyright of Havenwood Worldwide, LLC.